the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get it on. We are back for another hour of the Restaurant Show. I'm your host, Mike Boyle. Every Saturday, 10 to 1 in Colorado Springs. Every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 in Denver. Every Sunday, 10 o'clock until noon, we do a simulcast all up and down the Front Range. Don't forget to check out my website at mikeboyle.com. That's M-I-K-E-B-O-Y-L-E.com. We've got some great events coming up. Garden of the Gods Trading Post. Joyce's Famous Pizza. Taste of Philly and Highlands Ranch. We've got a book club formative get-together on Wednesday, May 25th at the View House Restaurant in Centennial. And then that weekend, we've got on the 28th, Dickie's Barbecue. Dickie's Barbecue all up and down the Front Range. We're going to be at the store in Westminster. So anyway, a lot of stuff going on. That's why you check out my website at MikeBoyle.com. Um, I am in Mexico right now. Came down recently, brought a group of listeners, distributing a bunch of baseball equipment. But I thought I would share a couple of things with you. Um, I'm not I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be around. I've been 30 years in Denver, 26 years in Colorado Springs. I'm just not sure how much longer I'm going to do the show. Club Med is hiring for a dream job that lets you live in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, in the resort for a full year. If you're passionate about sustainability, I'm all about sustainability, and helping to highlight a truly stunning travel destination, then this job may be for you. I shouldn't even be telling you about it, but you know what? When I submitted my application, there's no sense in you wasting your time anymore. In the role, the coordinator will travel to eight Club Med resorts. Oh, no, not travel. To Mexico, Canada, and the Caribbean. To support Club Med's ongoing social responsibility efforts and make a positive impact on local communities. I am all about making a positive impact on communities, individuals, listeners to this show, or anybody else I come up with. As for perks of the job, Club Med says they include a tropical office, a.k.a. Club Med Punta Cana, with unlimited opportunity for travel and adventure, access to more than 25 land and water activities like flying trapeze, sailing and kayaking, daily gourmet cuisine and entertainment, and establishing transformative friendships, cherished memories, and a positive, long-lasting impact on the environment. All Okay, because I believe in sharing, even though... If I get the job, you know, I've got T-Mobile service. I can get it anywhere in the world. If you land in Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic, T-Mobile sends you a message. Welcome to the Dominican Republic. Mike, go ahead and use your phone. But I'm going to tell you, if you would like to apply, all prospective employees need to apply with their resume and cover letter via Club Med 
jobs portal. Okay? So that's how you do it. Yeah, one-minute video of yourself. Uh, tell us why you're the perfect candidate. Anyway, you know, so uh, we'll see. If I get the job, then you don't. But if you get the job, you can still listen online to the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show at MikeBoyle.com. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, restaurants opening in Denver and Colorado Springs. How tough is that? We're going to talk with Chris Walenta from Dos Santos and White Pie Pizza when we come back on the Restaurant Show. All right, moving on on the Mike Ball Restaurant Show. Happy to have you with me. Over 30 years on the air in Denver, 26 years on the air in Colorado Springs. And when I started in Colorado Springs in particular, I lived in Castle Rock. I would drive north. I would drive south. But you didn't. Not a lot of the listeners wanted to. Sure, in Colorado Springs, you drive north for a Bronco game. You drive north for a Rockies game. Colorado Springs, maybe you had family down there, so you'd drive down from Denver. Or maybe you'd meet halfway. You'd meet at the Castle Rock Factory Outlets. We had some restaurants around there. But it was a completely different market. Colorado Springs was very provincial. Denver was very much, let's call it, the restaurant scene. And so... There were even instances where restaurateurs, very successful in Denver, would say, we're thinking about branching out. We're thinking about going into Colorado Springs. What do you think? What's your advice? And I said, I just don't. We're talking in the year 1998, 1999, 2000, 2001. I said, I'm just not sure that your concept is Ready. I'm not sure the concept, your concept is ready. I'm not sure that Colorado Springs is ready for your concept. Well, that has gone away. I know restaurants that went down there back in those years and failed miserably. It was much more, uh, it was a very much a test market down in Colorado Springs. Well, now we see restaurants. There's the Denver Biscuit Company. In Colorado Springs. I remember when I started taking listeners on group trips to Hawaii, Mexico, cruises of Alaska. I would say, call a travel agent. I'd give a 303 number and people in Colorado Springs would say, why do we have to call a 303 number? We've got plenty of travel agents in Colorado Springs. That is all broken down. Randy Price came to town. The Rocky Mountain Restaurant Group started Salsa Brava. It wasn't a Mexican restaurant that just had 30 different types of combination plates and a big smothered burrito. It was salmon, Vera Cruz. And then he started the Urban Eggs, a daytime eatery. They're all up and down the front range. Well, my next guest, I've never met him, but... They have a tremendously successful operation in Denver and Colorado Springs. And then they even came to our little hick town in Castle Rock with a concept called Dos Santos, Two Saints. And I thought we'd get Chris Walenta on the air. Uh, he and his brother Jason, they also had the white pie pizza. But I thought we would just talk a little bit about what it takes to have a concept that travels well. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me, buddy. All right. I have a very important question for you. You and Jason, two brothers, Chris and Jason Walenta, were you, before you went into the restaurant business, the flying Walentas? <laughs> No, we were not. That's Walenda with a D. Oh, a oh, okay. That <laughs> That's another reason I listen to the restaurant show, Chris, because yeah. I learned something. Okay, so, yeah. well, yeah, 
bad pun, but you're flying high with Dos Santos, three very successful restaurants, White Pie Pizza. Give the listeners a little bit of your background. It's interesting. One had a restaurant in Mexico. The other one went down. The other one went to culinary school. Take listeners through your background a little bit, if you would, Chris, and Jason. Sure. You got it. So my brother and I both grew up on the East Coast in, in New Haven, Connecticut. We moved out to Colorado with my dad in the, uh, in the mid-'90s, went to high school and college in Colorado. I went to CSU. My brother went to CU. Uh, after that, I went to culinary school in New York City, studied at the French Culinary Institute. And then uh, I had an opportunity to work with some family in Mexico. My uncle used to own a restaurant in Mexico in Cozumel. So, you know, why not go to the islands, live the beach lifestyle, flip-flops and board shorts? And mm-hmm. I did that for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. I opened up uh, my first restaurant in 2007, which was a fine dining, you know, Mexican kind of uh, local, local cuisine restaurant that had a seasonal menu that changed quite frequently. Uh, that was 2007. 2010, my brother moved out to Mexico with me. We opened up a second restaurant, a little bit more modern, a little bit more global-inspired, but still strongly based around Mexican food. Um, and then, you know, after a few years of that, that was around 2010, we were looking at you know, doing something in, in the Denver area. My brother moved back. He started putting his, you know, his feet in the ground there and, and looking, for, looking for neighborhoods, looking for uh, the right kind of building. And uh, we stumbled onto uh, the location we have on 17th Ave., Open up Dos Santos in 2015. Uh, just been trying to grow ever since. I opened, I built a restaurant in Cabo San Lucas in 1988, had it for five years. And the difference between 1988 and you being 2008 on Cozumel, that 20 years made a difference. It was hard, hard work. But uh, you know what? It's a good life when you can spend a lot of time in Mexico. I uh, I love to take groups of listeners to Mexico. They love going with me. Yeah, we go to some of the tourist areas, but my daughter has a company called Gusto Mexico, Taste of Mexico. And uh, the these are cultural immersion experiences where she takes people to Oaxaca, like the food capital, and we, go, and we go to Todos Santos and places like that. So anyway, you decided to come back, and I, how would you describe the food at Dos Santos? So Dos Santos is, is just inspired by my, you know, 15 years living in Mexico with my brother. We would travel up and down the Yucatan coast, you know, eating in uh, beachside stands, eating at the sure, uh, sure. clubs de playa, uh, eating at the local markets, uh, just traveling around and just trying to get a real feel for what the Yucatan and Mexican cuisine was all about. The cool thing about Mexican food is so many different types of cuisine. There's so many different regions. So there's really just like an unlimited number of of, of things to taste and to try. And our food is just very fresh, very vibrant. Uh, everything is made from scratch. It's all about the ingredients, all about the process and the technique, Layer, creating layers and layers of flavor, you know, bright acidity, uh, bright colored sauces, a little bit of heat, trying to just hit every single note when you're putting something in your mouth. You know what? It's interesting because I've done shows uh, on the seven regions of Mexican cuisine, and people don't realize that some of the stuff you get on the Yucatan is completely different than what you get in the Valle de Guadalupe up north or what you get down in Puebla. And so consequently, we have a tendency in this country, like I said, with 30 different types of combination platters, a smothered burrito, to paint (laughs) with a broad brush. You're laughing because you know what I'm talking about. We're talking with Chris Walenta, T.A., and his brother Jason. They have Dos Santos. They have White Pie Pizza. We got to go ahead and take a break. And we'll be back with Chris on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. All right, moving on with Chris Walenta. He and his brother Jason own and operate Dos Santos, Denver, Castle Rock, Colorado Springs. They also have White Pie Pizza. Chris, 
Did you know that Starbucks is planning on selling beer and wine? Yeah, apparently it's getting difficult to sell sober people a $12 cup of coffee. I had no idea, but I'm not surprised. We, we like to keep it light here on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. All right, so I, I'll bet you you get a kick having spent so much time in Mexico and being familiar with Mexican cuisine. I remember my daughter lived in Mexico for years, and I would go to her house, and she'd say, Dad, I'm going to make you Nepalis. And i say, what is it? And she said, it's cactus. Okay, well, we've all had our associations with cactus and none of them have been favorable and all of a sudden she makes me a dish and she puts a little feta cheese on it and she puts a little this and that and it's a wonderful wonderful dish i always get a kick out of it and i'm sure you do when people come up to me and they say i want to go out for authentic i like the word traditional i like to go out for authentic Mexican food. Can you tell me a place to go? Can you tell me a place that has a good chimichanga? Authentic Mexican food? They don't even know what a chimichanga is in Mexico. But we've created one up here. I always get a kid. Do you differ? Are you serving authentic or are you serving traditional? And those are my definitions. But Chris, which are you serving? You know, we're serving more, more of a modern Mexican food. You know, yeah. It's kind of our interpretation of some of the Mexican flavors that we're just trying to replicate. We're not trying to make it traditional, make it um, authentic. We're trying to make it Dos Santos, you know, which is using the flavors that we've been accustomed to and, and trying to put them in a way that's presentable, delicious, and flavorful. Well, and I think that one of the things that I always tell people, you can be from California and think you know Mexican food. You can from, be from Texas and think – but. The, the lines are blurred now with Internet and chefs and cooking shows and cookbooks and recipes being exchanged. So all of this stuff, a lot of the authentic, a lot of the traditional has really been really been broken down. Chris, when you and your brother were very successful in Denver, what was the conversation like about going to Colorado Springs. Teresa Farney, the food editor of the Gazette newspaper down there, and a dear, dear lady, a dear, dear friend, she and I have talked about it. In Colorado Springs 25 years ago, when we both started, you went out and ate. There is now a Denver restaurant, I beg your pardon, a Colorado Springs restaurant scene because people have come with non-traditional. They've come in with chefs. There's a lot of talented people down there. Brother Luck is always appearing on television shows. But what was the conversation like when you thought about going into Colorado Springs? Because it wasn't that long ago. It was, it was definitely an unknown market for us. We were, you know, I would say concerned but optimistic just because we didn't know the demographic as well as we knew the Denver demographic. You have to ask yourself, does my concept work outside of this location? Uh, but we saw the grant potential. We saw the rebirth kind of happening of downtown Colorado Springs. You know, we were approached by the owner of the Denver Biscuit Company who told us that he was going down south, and he asked us if we wanted to be at the location next to him. And after a couple conversations, we were, we were convinced. You know, we saw the potential. Uh, you look online for the past five years, six years, Colorado Springs is one of the most desirable places to, to live. It's one of the fastest-growing cities. So it kind of seemed like a no-brainer once we did the research. Well, and, and a, a good friend of mine down there is a real estate agent, uh, John Harding, and a study recently came out, was released nationwide, that Denver and Colorado Springs are two of the hottest residential markets 
in the country. And where people go, they need different services. And when they come from San Diego and Seattle and Chicago and Fort Lauderdale, they want they they have different experiences and they like to experience some experience some of the different things that we have to offer i think that that's one of the reasons that randy price with salsa brava and urban egg daytime eateries has been uh, has been so successful what about castle rock what was the conversation about? I moved to Castle Rock in 1990, Chris, when we had a volunteer fire department. We had one light. You're in a building that is seven-story encore condominiums with million-dollar penthouses in downtown Castle Rock. But what was that conversation like? You know, I, I live in Lone Tree, and, uh, you know, Bird lives in Colorado Springs, so we're looking for something in between. Castle Rock seemed like an ideal location. We've been talking about Castle Rock, Castle Rock for about four years now. And uh, we just kind of look and slowly, slowly, slowly see what was available. We, we feel like there's, there's, you know, like you said, there's an affluent market for sure. Uh, we felt like they were literally hungry. And, uh, you know, we could bring a, a new concept. There's so many chains. There's very few independent restaurants um, when you look at Castle Rock. And we felt like the downtown area was the place to be. We love the strip. We love the idea of encore and luxury condos. And we want to be in unique buildings. And it, just, it just seemed like a great fit and uh, a market that was underserved. Well, and one of the things that, um, you know, you're right in down. There wasn't even a downtown Castle Rock when I moved there. I mean, there was a street, but you didn't have Perry Street. You didn't have some of that other stuff. And that's one of the reasons, for example, right across the street from you in Castle Rock. Whoa, whoa, we're getting a lot of noise. What the heck? Put him on hold, G-Man. Put him on hold until we get the. Oh, there we go. We got. Are you back with us, Chris? Back with you. Okay. Um, anyway, right across the street from you is Grunelli's Pizza. And about four or five years ago, it was purchased by Mike and Angie Worm. And it had been six days a week for 15 years, 20 years after they owned it. And I said, you got to open on Sunday. You are downtown. You are the neighborhood festival park. Great Divide Brewing Company partnered with the Ship Brothers and uh, Spankies and those places to have a place. Tribe is a very, very nice restaurant right across the street. Well, across the street and down a couple doors from you. So, yes, there's been a maturation in both Colorado Springs and Denver and and Castle Rock. Yeah, I think all these cities have done a great job of revitalizing their downtown area. It's about drawing people out kind of create, create that community and spaces where they can all gather together. Have you taken, in Colorado Springs, you're in the South Tejon Corridor, uh, people wander around downtown Castle Rock, but out on 17th in Denver, have you taken on a little bit of a neighborhood feel there? Because I know that a lot of different neighborhoods in Denver have little neighborhood pizza places or burger places or bars where people can walk from one or two or three blocks away. Fortunately, you know, we're in Uptown on 17th in Denver, and that's a restaurant row. You know, that's a corridor right. for the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you know, we definitely have created a neighborhood feel. Uh, we have regulars. It's great to see that sense of community in that area. Well, and that has really gone through a transition because 17th Avenue as a restaurant corridor really started about 
30 years ago, maybe even 35 years ago. And then it kind of faded a little bit. And then there's been a resurgence and you've been responsible for that or partially responsible. And you've been a part of it. Talk about the menu. Give me a couple items that when you go to Dos Santos, you really like to enjoy. Maybe they're they're your go-to. My go-to taco is the OMFG. It's a raw tuna taco on a lettuce leaf. That, to me, just reminds me of, you know, having my feet in the sand in Cozumel or Tulum. Uh, my other favorite is the ceviche, which, again, just brings me back to the beaches. It's, you know, gently poached shrimp with pico de gallo, a little avocado, serrano, cilantro, and some homemade tostada chips. Those are my, you know, my two classics starting a meal. And what about the white pie pizza? White pie, you know, white pie is inspired by our New Haven youth growing up in New Haven eating at Sally's Pizza. Uh, we do a wood-fired oven in Denver, and you know, my favorite pie is, is uh, the Porky Porcarino. It's got ciprasada, you know, tomato sauce on it, some fresh moots, uh, and pickle jalapenos with our house-made hot honey. It's just uh, amazing flavors of spicy, sweet, salty, all-in-one. All right, so you've got Dos Santos in Denver, Casarock in Colorado Springs, White Pie Pizza. What are the – because folks like you, entrepreneurs, people with ambition – you're never satisfied. What's next? What's next? Well, we're working on a concept that's going to open in Colorado Springs uh, probably in August, maybe September the latest. It's called Dos Dos. It's a spinoff of Dos Santos. It's going to be a QSR, so it's going to be a kind of counter-service uh, street tacos and burritos. It's going to be featuring Al Pastor, which is something that we've been you know, refining our skills on that for a while now. And we want to feature that as our, as our draw, too with homemade corn tortillas and homemade flour tortillas. All right, terrific. So um, give us a website for each place so that people can look them up fairly quickly. Uh, com and whitepie.com. All right, terrific. Well, Chris, thank you very much for, you know what, like I said, I've never met you. I'm exper- I've, I've experienced your restaurants. Uh, very impressive what you and Jason have done. Um, been quite a nice contribution to all three markets that you are serving. And, Folks, I just reached out to him. I just and by the way, when I called White Pie, did I call White Pie or Dos Santos? In um, anyway, the person that answered the phone was very, very nice. Gave me your email. It wasn't one of those we take messages and we'll try to have them get back to you. So that that was that was very nice. I'm a big believer in the phone. I'm a big believer in the hospitality that is demonstrated over the phone. So thank you for that. You bet, Mike. We're trying, we're trying to, you know, try and preach hospitality to all, and that's what our business is all about. You know what? I talk about this. I'm old enough to remember H&R schools, hotel and restaurant. They changed them to hospitality because I don't care how good your recipes are. I don't care how good your location is. You have got to be hospitable. You've got to be welcoming to people, and your places certainly are. Thanks for the time, Chris. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Mike. Thank All right. You. His name is Chris Walentes, brothers Jason, Dos Santos, and White Pie Pizzas. Maybe we'll get him back when that new concept comes out on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. All right. Welcome back to the restaurant, travel, movies, books, sports, whatever we feel like talking about. Got some wonderful upcoming events. They're on my website at mikeboyle.com. And if you go out far enough to January 2023... 
you might see an event listed for a little trip to Mexico. I've got Warren Erpson, the official travel agent of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. We have been sharing with you how we have decided to focus on the December, January, February, early March, maybe even late November, the times when it's very cold here when you're thinking about getting away. And I'll tell you this. I remember a couple of years ago, I spent the entire month of January in Colorado. And every day I woke up and looked out and said, what the hell am I thinking? So if it seems like a little ways away, January 2023, that doesn't mean that we can't plan on it. I've got Warren Erbson, the official travel agent of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Warren, we've been talking about this time frame, and this just kind of jumped out at you. Welcome to the show. It's always a pleasure, Mike. And uh, you talk about January. I can remember moving here and realizing uh, the only reason things go on in January is stock show time. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's time to get out. Yeah. Days are short. Nights are long. It's cold, cold, cold. Everything's brown. You can't get your breath. The snow doesn't melt half the time. And so... I have. Just, I don't need to be a snowbird. I don't need to buy a condominium in Fort Lauderdale. I don't need to get a Winnebago and spend it in Tucson, Arizona. But I do need to get out periodically. What are we looking at? And here's one of the reasons we're going to Cancun. A couple of years ago, a wonderful set of listeners, a couple of listeners, Larry and Kathy said, When you put together a trip for the fall, would you consider Playa del Carmen, the Yucatan Peninsula? We've never been there. And I said, sure. I don't care where I go in Mexico. I love it all. So we put it together. We had 40 people. It was a great, great group. We like to keep the groups in that 30 to 40 people. And then last February, January, I believe it was, we took 40 people to Nuevo Vallarta. And the wonderful people, some of them, Mimi and Jose Espinosa, who you know from Trestles Coastal Cuisine, said, we've never been to the Yucatan. So I said, Warren, see what you can find us and see if you can find a Ryu property. They've got 24 of them in Mexico. They've started to do away with the singles benefit of travel. But there's still a couple places. Warren, what what are you looking at for January of 2023? I'm looking at uh, going up just north of uh, the main part of uh, Cancun up to uh, uh, the uh, Playa Mujeres or Costa Mujeres area. And uh, Ryu has uh, one of their newer properties up there. They have actually two of them. I've stayed in one, and uh, when I stayed there, they were building the other one, uh, which is their uh, new Ryu Palace in Costa Mujeres. And... uh, uh, one of the nice things uh, that they have there, uh, even for families or for you know for singles, even uh, they have a water park right next to it, and it, there's nothing quite like leaving Denver when it's below zero and landing in Mexico when it's in the 80s, and I uh, think this is wonderful. You know what. I have stayed at the Ryu Palace, Costa Mujeres. I took a group there when we first started traveling again, and it is spectacular. And I know for the fact that the people that went with me, they indicated anytime you want to come back here, we'd love to have 
We'd love to join you. And I just feel comfortable enough. It's a beautiful property. And like you said, it's one of the newer properties in the Ryu chain. It is a palace property. Uh, The beach is spectacular. The grounds are beautiful. Um, It's not far from town. You can just get in a cab and you can go to town or you can go to the ferry and take the ferry over to Isla Mujeres. So I think, and, and didn't you say that they also... Um, our work they've extended a little bit more that singles rate right that... it, it's not quite a, a, a true you know single for sharing a double but it's pretty close uh, it, it's still a, you know where you for you know under two thousand dollars you've got a single room round trip airfare all inclusive all meals all libations uh, it you know it really is a great way to go. Well, and when we talked about it, you and Kay Kozak, your 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 significant other, you said that the area is so beautiful. You went with us in February, but you haven't made most of the trips. But you said, you know what? That we're going to take a look at going back on that. Yeah, uh, just might have to do it. That it's that'll a, that'll it's tell a great you area. That'll tell you, folks, how nice it is. Um, you know, Warren, one of the things that I really like, and by the way, let me explain the pricing. So let's just say it comes in. You know how most rates you'll see them. This package is X, and it's based on double occupancy. So that room is going to cost you 2X. Obviously, this is a package with your air, your transfer, and so forth. But let's use 1750 for the sake of argument. It's 1750 based on double occupancy, so it's 3500 for two people. Well, what Rio was doing was they were doing the singles for only 1750, but now they've started charging a little bit more, and it might be 1850, it might be 19, it might be 1950, yeah. but it's still a heck of a deal. We've had people Warren travel with us that were traveling as couples pairs as three people and, and they needed a little time on their own and they took two single rooms yes i remember yes so anyway i've already by the way if you go to my website mikeboyle.com and click on travel group you will give us your first and last name your email address no we don't sell it no we're not going to try to sell you timeshares in mexico but you will get the first notice when this package is all completely finished uh it's on my website already at mikeboyle.com because we're looking at have you figured out the dates we were looking at the 10th of the 17th or the 11th or the 18th at this moment we're looking at the 11th to the 18th uh but i may back it up one day uh just i what i do is i look at the the availability on the flights and the one that has the most uh, availability of the discount seats are the one that i grab and that's when we, uh, you know, start booking in. Yeah, and we're going to go on United Airlines. We're not going to go on some of these other airlines that may or may not go, may or may not show up, may or may not cancel. We go on United Airlines. I love United Airlines. I think they do a wonderful job. We'll work with Amstar, so they'll pick us up at the airport. They'll transport us to the property. And one of the nice things about the Costa Mujeres is, is that it's only about 30 minutes from the airport. I love... Porta Morales and Playa del Carmen and Playa Car and Riviera Maya and Tulum. But you, you, if you stay down there, and we have, you can get into an hour, hour and 15, maybe even an hour and 30 minutes transfer. And, you know, you're on vacation. My attitude is if I can 
If I can only try, be 30 minutes from the resort, if I can be on the beach one hour sooner, Warren, I like that. That's the way to go. Don't you agree? Oh, yes. Yes, it's a nice way to go. And, and again, uh, beautiful resorts. And one thing with the real resorts, uh, when you're staying at, say, the Costa Mujeres, you do have, uh, like, dining privileges uh, next door at the Dunamar. So if you, you spot a restaurant over there that you particularly like, uh, you know, you can swap places and go over there and eat. Well, I realize that January sounds like a long ways away. But the reason Warren grabbed, when we decide the dates, the property and so forth, he can look at the airline flight loads and he can look at the times that the resort has available. And it just makes the package that much more accommodating that much more uh, appealing to you. So I'm just telling you about this. I I know some of you don't know what you're going to be doing in seven minutes, let alone seven months. But I just, I I think that it's a good idea to get this thing in the, in the books. Don't you Warren? Oh yes. And one other thing that we always include in the price is uh, what they call travel protection. And uh, some of the most important parts of travel protection, if you get down there and something, yeah, you fall and break an ankle, uh, it'll bring you home. Uh, it'll take care of you. <laughs> but uh, the other part of it is that uh, for whatever reason, if you decide you can't go, um, the travel protection allows you to cancel that trip and uh, uh, roll over the deposit you've paid or even the final payment you paid to a future trip. So uh, they do a wonderful job that way. Well, and you... So if you're- you can plan for next January, and if something comes up, uh, you have an out. Well, and what you'll do is you will put down, what is it, a 20 25% deposit. So you're putting down 300 350 bucks, something like that. Maybe. Right. And, and then the final payment, we're talking mid-January. When would it be due, the 1st of December? Uh, no, it'll be mid-November. Uh, it's about uh, 60 days out. Okay. All right. Terrific. All right. But he knows all this stuff. And I want to say hello to the listener down in Tucson that listens to the shows, by the way. Used to live up here, loves the shows, listens online. He called Warren because it's not just Mike Boyle. He's done this for over 50 years. He doesn't handle just the Mike Boyle restaurant show groups or my individual travel. Guy called up, wanted to go to New York, wanted to stay in Times Square. You got him a nice hotel at a Hilton and saved him a few hundred bucks, Warren. So nice job. Yeah, well, uh, always a pleasure to work with uh, all your listeners. All right, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. His name is Warren Erpson. His office number is 303-316-5900-303-886-3778 is his cell. It's on my website at mikeboyle.com. But you know what? If you go with me and if Warren and Kay decide to come and Jose and Mimi and Mike and Angie from Grinelli's, and Robin and her girlfriends, and Randy, the accountant for Tyna. We're not a, we're not a posse. We're not a clique. But there's a lot, a lot of nice people go. Jim and Janet, wonderful people. But we just had Lynn and Judy Lynn. And we're hoping that Dennis and Charlene and some others go. But it's going to be a fabulous group. Warren, thanks an awful lot for getting it together so soon. All right, we're going to be back to wrap up this hour of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. 
All right, we just got done talking with Warren Erpson, travel agent for the restaurant show. You want to go to Mexico with us in January? You're going to be walking around in a bathing suit. You want to look good, right? So maybe you want to get a little bit more fit than you are. One of our listeners, John Harris, used to own Belcaro Paint in Denver for years. At his church started a pickleball league. They play Monday through Friday and apparently pickleball. And it's not just old codgers. It's young people, too. The benefits of pickleball will make it your favorite way to get fit. Pickleball isn't just a sport. It's a lifestyle you'll want in on. Aside from being the hottest game in town right now, this sport just so happens to be serving up a ton of health benefits. Not only has it been spreading like wildfire and getting everyone ready to hit the pickleball court, but it's a fun way to make some new friends and catch up with old ones. If you didn't already know, pickleball is a combination of ping pong, tennis, and badminton. In addition to the super great aerobic workout, the game provides a new social network that's proven to be life-changing for all enthusiasts of the sport. Pickleball is incredible for improving physical fitness and fighting depression. Fighting depression. People walking around, come on, suck it up. Um, and there are actual studies where we can prove that, the article says. All right? So, pickleball might be a way to go. I have not seen pickleball courts in Mexico, but uh, the Mexican people and their resorts, they're pretty enterprising. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they didn't come along with that. All right. We want to send a shout out to people in the hospitality industry, regardless of what they are doing. She's my guardian angel. DoorDasher saves Massachusetts woman's life while delivering pizza. I bet you didn't think of that when you were rolling out of that pizza place. Karen Sullivan. Okay. When a Massachusetts woman ordered a pizza on a routine Friday evening, she had no idea the quick thinking and kindness of her delivery driver would change her life that night. Karen Sullivan put in a call for a late dinner on February 11th, and the DoorDash driver, Sophia Furtado, brought the order to an address in the small community of West Island Fairhaven, located on Buzzards Bay, about 20 miles southeast of Fall River in Massachusetts. It was just a normal night for me, Sophia, the driver, said. I was almost at the end of my shift. But when she got to the house about 10 p.m., she spotted Sullivan lying on the ground outside, bleeding from her head. Sullivan, who had a previous arm injury and a bad knee, had been waiting outside for the delivery. As she turned, she recounted her arm and knee gave out. She fell and hit her head on the way down. I remember laying on the driveway just thinking it's pretty much over. You can imagine February 11th in Massachusetts, temperature was probably about, what, 15 below zero probably. Um, I was laying there, and I just saw a lot of white clouds. Furtado, the driver, had previous medical knowledge from her time training as an EMT, but she had actually failed the National Registry test. She noticed Sullivan's blood was congealing and estimated that she had been lying outside for 15 to 20 minutes. She was unresponsive, she said, and her eyes kept rolling into the back of her head. I felt like I was going to lose her. 
Sullivan's husband, Robert, was asleep inside the house, but awoke to Furtado's calls for help. She told him to get some supplies as she dialed 911. According to Officer so-and-so, so-and-so from the Fairhaven Police Department, Furcado spoke with the dispatcher while rendering aid. At that moment, Sophia became a part of our team, the police officer said to aid Karen. I asked her if it was possible for her to keep stabilizing her neck, keep her spine safe. Her answer was, I'm not going anywhere. Thank God she was there. If she wasn't, I'd be dead, Sullivan told CNN. Soon after, officers and paramedics began arriving. Furtado, the pizza delivery driver, stayed with her until Sullivan was transported to the hotel. It was in the hospital for three weeks following the incident. Suffered two severe brain bleeds. Robert and her daughter, Veronica, were by her side. At one point, she said the two of them were waiting until 2 o'clock to hear if she would even make it. Anyway, she arrived I'll cut the article short. She arrived home in March, couldn't drive, couldn't write, could barely walk. But anyway, I'm so thankful to her. She's my guardian angel. Thank God she was there. If she wasn't, I'd be dead. The two families met, and uh, Sullivan even gave Furtado's two children Easter gifts. So, hey, that's a nice story. You know, I've read articles about the local mail carrier responding. I've read about UPS drivers responding. But uh, this was a DoorDash driver, and she was just delivering pizzas on a Friday night in Massachusetts and was able to make a difference. You know what? We should all look for opportunities to make a difference. And if we get an opportunity, go ahead and do it. I'm in Mexico making a difference. Not only are we having a good time on the beach, but we're bringing baseball equipment down here to kids in poor villages to help them get their baseball program started. And that's because you, the listeners of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, decided to make a difference. All right, that wraps up this hour of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.